0: Hi, Rodney Jane here. This end of financial year, drive into big savings with Bob Jane T-Marts.
1: Buy three selected Bridgestone, Yokohama, Dunlop, Goodyear or Kumo tyres and get one tyre free. We've got alloy wheels from $125 and quality tyres from only $69.
0: That's right, quality tyres from just $69. And we won't be beaten with our best tyre price guarantee. Call or shop online today. At Bob Jane T-Marts, we'll look after you.
1: T's and C's apply.
2: This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news, presented in partnership with Bob Jane t Arts and powered by Race Fuels. Tyres for every purpose and price are available nationwide at Bob Jane Team Arts, which is steeped in racing history. Also delivering the best rubber-to-road performance is Parked Up Plus, with the best grip on what's happening in racing. Each week, multi-award-winning journalist Mark Fogarty breaks the big stories and talks to the big names. If it matters in motorsport, you'll hear it first, right here on Parked Up Plus. Coming up,
3: SVG stuns NASCAR. Wind cup uncut. The 8 legend opens up about almost everything. Gen 3 parity. The car scrambles ahead of the Townsville 500.
2: All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus. Here's folks.
3: Hi there, race fans. Shane Van Gisbergen is the talk of NASCAR following his sensational first-up win on the streets of Chicago. He made such a big impression that you'd now have to say that his long-term future is in the NASCAR Cup Series. And Van Gisbergen said as much after his big win, killing NBC Sports that he's open to NASCAR offers from 2025. Let's
1: be honest, Shane, when this deal came together, did you honestly feel like this was possible?
4: No, of course not, but you always dream of it. And thank you so much to the Trackhouse team and Hans Health Project 91. Man, what an experience in the crowd out here, like this was so cool and that's it's what you dream of. So hopefully I can come and do more.
1: What were you telling yourself on those final few restarts
4: wow when we had that bad um, strategy back to 18th i started to worry a bit but had some full sends on some people and everyone was the racing was really good everyone was respectful and it was tough but a lot of fun
1: it's monday back in auckland but i'm sure there's a party going on at about one o'clock in the afternoon what would your message be to all those young drivers back there in australia and new zealand
4: anything is You know, the the fans in Australia and New Zealand, the response this week and the coverage has been... Uh, I, I can't explain it. Like, the response and the support I've got from everyone and even over here, how welcoming everyone is. I, I can't believe it. Dream come true.
1: So you know everybody's going to want you to drive their car now. Are you up for a full-time cup ride if you want?
4: I'm doing one more year in Oz, and then uh, I'd love to come over here.
3: It was, by any measure, an astounding performance by SVG the first NASCAR Cup Series rookie to win on debut in 60 years. Now, he was in his element on a slippery street circuit, but still, to beat NASCAR's assembled best in his first attempt was remarkable. He gave Trackhouse Racing's Project 91 entry its first victory and guaranteed interest in more road course race invitations building up to a full-time Cup Series drive in 2025. Now, of course, we all know SVG is no fan of Gen 3, and his immediate taste of success makes the switch to NASCAR all the more appealing. Yes, he'd have to learn the black art of oval racing, but he's so versatile that you just would not bet against it. Just after Van Gisbergen's big win, I spoke briefly with Marcus Ambrose, who successfully switched from supercars to NASCAR. Ambrose wasn't able to watch the Chicago street race, but he agreed that Van Gisbergen's success was, quote, a huge achievement, unquote. He added that he wasn't surprised that SVG upstaged NASCAR's best on a brutal street track. Ambrose also ventured that now the multi-talented New Zealander has had a taste of NASCAR success again. "Quote: He'll want more." Unquote. Van Gisbergen didn't have a lot of time to celebrate, needing to jet straight back for this weekend's Townsville 500. The Reed Park Street Circuit is one of his happiest hunting grounds in supercars, and of course he'll undoubtedly receive a hero's welcome back. Amid the euphoria, Red Bull Ampole Racing boss Jamie Wincup must have mixed emotions. While pleased for his star driver, it only increases the likelihood Triple Eight will be looking for a replacement for 2025 and beyond. And that segues into the special focus of this week's show, It's a full-length interview with Jamie Wincup, who's opened up about his switch from seven-time supercars champion, that's a record by the way, to Triple Eight race engineering co-owner and team principal. Now, we don't normally run extended interviews on Parked Up Plus, but this one is very different. It's Wincup at his best, forthright and fearless, answering all the tough questions. Took a long time to organise this extended chat, I have to tell you, but like anything J Dub does, once he's committed, it's for long. He's not overly controversial, but he certainly is honest and open. Jamie Wincup, welcome at last to Parked Up. So Jamie, you're about what eighteen months into running Triple Eight Race Engineering. Is it what you expected, or maybe even more difficult?
1: Uh,
0: correct. Eighteen months in, almost eighteen months in. Although I started my transition from driving to before that, so it feels a lot longer than than eighteen months. Uh, has the, the question is is it what I expected? Uh, some parts yes, some parts no. It's a it's a huge task. Uh, It's a massive team. Um, But all in all, enjoyed the challenge of uh, of learning new things and trying to keep the trajectory.
3: Yeah. So it's a big gig to take on and particularly, well, very big shoes to fill. I mean, you're operating in the shadow of Roland Dane, the most successful team owner in supercars history. How has that shaded your approach to the job?
0: Well, it hasn't changed my approach at all, but I'm fully aware that there's not many places to go after you know when you um, jump in the shoes of RD. It's almost like, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you, There's there's a big opportunity that you're not gonna not gonna do as well, and you're the you're almost the full person. But um, like. I had a similar situation when I joined triple eight that I had a lot of people come up to me and warn me, Hey, um, Craig Lowndes has had a different teammate, I think for the previous eight years before I joined the team. So, um, you know, he makes everyone look very, very ordinary. And, you know, there's only one place to go and that's down. Um, So don't do it. But there's a bit of, there's a bit of arrogance about me. I'm quietly confident. So I um I took on that role back then and now I took on this role as well to um to fill the shoes of um, one of the best team owners we have ever seen in this country. But um it's been good. We enjoyed the challenge. I'm still here, eighteen months on. <laughs> um and as we keep uh we keep growing, what is triple eight race engineering and um keep looking after the the sport we play in as well.
3: Are you enjoying it? Is it as good as being a race driver or probably, obviously, very different?
0: A bit like, bit like running a marathon or doing a triathlon. Do, are, are you loving it? Are you loving the grind in the middle? No. Uh, are you enjoying the challenge? Yes. Will, will it be very um, satisfying if you do good things at the end? 100%. So, uh, right now, the day-to-day grind, managing... Um, you know, the, the accounts, the the people, the whole structure. No, it's a it's a daily grind, but um, we're we're you know looking at the big picture. Um, I'm grateful for the great, great for the experience and looking forward to you know trying to do good things, trying to i um, trying to take the team to the next level. Which, as uh, as you know, it was run by an extremely good operator, so that's very very difficult. But um, I don't I don't uh, sheer away from from um, a bit of hard work and uh, and an opportunity, and that's uh, that's what I'm trying to
3: do. It's a much busier life than being a race driver, particularly a supercars race driver with a limited annual programme of events. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, they're, they're yes and no, yes and no. A- athletes, you know, they um, they work pretty hard at their craft. Now I know we only see racing drivers rock up on the race weekends every three or four weeks and go around in circles, but um, what goes on behind the scenes with their preparation is um, is quite intense. And I, I used to I used to work very very hard to be the best racing driver I could be. So it was it was by far a full time job, if not more, at making sure you got to each race meeting as well prepared as possible. Um, we only see the social media, and the Instagram side of racing drivers, and it all looks like a good, good, easy life. But trust me, there's plenty of plenty of hard work, dedication, and stress that goes on behind the scenes. So, um, comparing, it's very, very difficult to compare that to being a team owner. Um, of course, the 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 stresses and the um, the grind is very different to what it is in uh, in racing driver world. Um, the rewards can just be as great. And when you, when you do a good thing, when you, when you, um, you know, you you have a win, so to speak for, for the, the organization, you know, if we went on track, um, it's absolutely just as rewarding as, um, as crossing the line inside a race car. So, um, no, enjoying the challenge. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we get old, to be honest, as, as human beings. I hate to, I hate being stuck in the same era or doing the same thing year in, year out. So, I'm glad uh, that age allows us to be able to transition transition from one thing to the other, um, but at the same time, very grateful that I'm I'm still involved in this um, amazing concept and sport that we call uh, motorsport.
3: Wow, who knew? Race drivers aren't just a bunch of latte sipping dilettantes.
0: <laughs> I know that's uh, that's the way you like to uh, portray them, and I'm sure there's a few out there as well. Uh, but um, there's also the, you know, they, there's some there's some very respected athletes out there as well that are absolutely trying to um, throw it all in the line, putting putting their body on the line week in week out, and um, trying to perfect their craft. And
3: of course, that's it, being um, <laughs> and so how are you juggling all this with your with your new family life, which has its own demands? Uh, it's all, um, life's about balance, but you don't necessarily need to
0: balance every day, every week, every year. Um, you know, it's trying to balance life as a whole. Uh, so I'm, I'm probably a little, I'm, I'm, I'm what you call out of balance at the moment. I've got no spare time for, um, for myself or for my friends, but, um, I'm hoping to get that back at some stage. So right now it's, it's, uh, Making sure that I do the best possible job I can for Triple R Racing. Any any small business owner understands that you're not officially cocked off of any of any uh, business that you're running. But um, it's certainly I, I dedicate my, all my time.
3: The interview with Jamie Wincup continues after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state level motorsports And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at racefuels.com.au.
2: You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty.
3: Welcome back. So, we're talking with Jamie Wincup. As well as running Triple Eight, Wincup has car wash cafes on the Gold Coast and in Brisbane. And, of course, he and his partner have an infant child. So, we continued on the phone and he expanded about juggling his life balance. Wincup also addressed the thorny issues of Triple Eight's surprise battle for supremacy with Erebus Motorsport the Gen 3 parody debate, Shane Van Gisbergen's future, and a whole lot more.
0: Yeah, of course, you know, life's about balance. Um, at the moment, I probably... But you got to balance. You don't necessarily balance balance day to day, week to week, year to year. It's about balancing uh, balancing your lifetime. So uh, right now, I'm probably a little out of balance. I, I spend majority of my week... And of course the race weekends on Triple and making sure I do the best possible job I can for the for the team within um the organisation to and then and then of course any odd weekend I've got off I spend that um with uh with family and family time and and of course my beloved um car washes that I, I built from scratch. So life's busy, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful it is busy. I would be complaining if I was bored, so um, Grind, grind away and try to try to do as, as
3: best job I can in, um, in, all, in all facets. Mm-hmm. Jamie when there's a, a big change in a team structural management, often you know the year after the team just keeps running on momentum it's, it's the second year that's the test. this is your second year in this big restructure do you, do you go do you subscribe to that theory that year two is the big test? do for
0: sure you can somewhat get lucky and just keep um what do you call it hanging on the coattails of uh of what what my predecessor is, is set up so for sure so now this year's the big test um, this year and on and mo- and looking onwards so um so far so good we're uh, we're in a good place um didn't start the year on the best foot unfortunately but um certainly um, getting getting better as the year goes on, and um, and you know we, we, we're the team is much bigger than just two supercars. You know we've got we race GT in Australia and over in Asia, manufacturing facility, and we're the um, Australasian parts distributor for AMG Customer Racing. So it's been a lot going on, but we're um, we're proud of where we're at at the moment, but we we've got to keep building.
3: Indeed, it has been a strange start by Triple Eight standards, and you're dealing now with this, well, I would say, unexpected challenge from Erebus Motorsport.
0: Yes. Yeah, well, it's not the first time that we've been challenged by <clears throat> another team. That's, that's happened many a times from all different teams over the last 20 years.
2: Um, you know,
3: it was, it was, yeah, but Roger, um, Pens- Roger Penske, you expect to be formidable with the best will in the world and with respect, you know, Erebus coming out of the blocks and beating the Homologation Camaro team is, well, that wasn't expected.
0: Yeah, well, we had, uh, we had, we had HRT back in the day. There was the, the Toll Toll mm-hmm. um, HSV team as well. Um, and, and Tickford, Tickford was very strong. When we moved from uh, Project Blueprint to Car of the Future, Ray Jones come out of the blocks flying, extremely quick with, uh, with Fabian Coulthard. Uh, and then we, of course, had challenges with DJR during that period. Um, it's, 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 gone, it's gone on and on. And then, of course, um, Penske come along and, and won three years in a row. So, no, the challenges have come from everywhere. And now with this new car, um, the guys and girls at Erebus are doing a very, very good job in setting the standard as far as um, car performance goes. So we're enjoying the challenge like we have. You know, with the seven or eight different other teams over the years, um, we always we always say you're, you're only as strong as your opposition. So you know you need you need good competition, you need good opposition to keep us sharp, keep us fresh, keep us thinking, um, and keep us motivated. So um, you know, we, we thank the challenge we're having with with Erebus, but we'll be bitterly disappointed if they beat us um, in the in the drivers and the teams championship. So we've got a big big carrot in front of us.
3: Thank you, Steve. The fight going on right through the rest of the series.
0: Definitely, no, no, no those, those guys are strong, and they they will be strong um, right till the end of the year. So it's going to be a dogfight. You got uh, you got Chaz Mostert, who you know hasn't done. You say he hasn't by the by by the results. You look like he's done nothing all year, but he's lingering there in fifth as well. So he could be dangerous if they. Uh, if they make a little gain here and there, he could be very, very dangerous. So we're certainly not counting out Mozzie um, coming on strong, and uh, and then of course, um, you know, Cam Waters has had a, a terrible run as far as reliability is concerned, but he's very, very quick. So if they, if they get on a run, they could certainly do some damage as well. So um, yeah, anyway, uh, it's 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 a great challenge. It's, as I say, it's keeping you sharp and motivated, and we're uh, we're very thankful for it
3: the parity debate has gained new momentum. The results suggest that the Fords need help. Where do you stand on this? That's
0: been a big talking point. So because there's been so much talk and so much focus, we do have a parity problem, no doubt. And now nobody knows, including myself and, and yourself, if it's uh, sporting parity or technical parity. So I, I let, uh, let supercars know when I think they could have done a better job. So at the same time, I let them know when I think they've done a good job. And I think in this case, they have done a good job. They've been very clear with how they're going to test and prioritize both cars and what uh, what criteria they're going to test. They did that. They did it well. Um, the cars come out. The cars are unbelievably close, hmm. but are they... Are they the same? I'm not sure. Um, the great thing is supercars put their hand up and said, we're gonna continue, we're gonna do more testing. We're gonna go outside the scope that we told you. and gonna further test the cars and try to get them closer in, in areas which we've never tested before. So they're doing a great job. That, that takes time, of course. They're gonna continue testing. And then over time, with this further testing, we're gonna find out if, uh, if the disparity between results between the Kamara and the Ford, are sporting or they're technical, and as the, as the GM homologation team, we've we've said from the start, we've we've done nothing untoward, we've we haven't we haven't jumped around the rules, we've done nothing but engineer a car, presented it as early as possible to all testing, um, and and gone out there and gone racing, and but if the other side think that they've made an error somewhere and they want, to, they want to make a change for one reason or another, come to us with the hard facts and numbers, and we'll, uh, we certainly won't be blocking them from making a change if they, can, uh, if they can prove that their car is insufficient in any way.
3: So what's your understanding of what's going to happen now? There's discussions going on, talks, there'll be transient dyno testing, hopefully Talk sensors, but the new talking point is aero. So are you expecting, well, one would presume post Townsville there'll be a new round of some sort of error testing?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. That's um that's in Supercars hands. From what I can see there must be there must be some committee going on in the background between Supercars and Ford because all the all the discussion and debate that's happened betw- with both manufacturers involved, we we as GM homologation team seem to be leading the way in 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 how we can do further testing and if there is differences in the cars where that possibly could be and where to what you know what to, what direction to head into test further. Um, we've we've spent three three days. So we've spent numerous hours from different engineering different engineers within the within the um within the team to to provide um supercars with more and more data on 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 the on both cars um and and, and how to assess that you know it's, we're talking sector times um we are talking giving them uh tools to be able to compare both you know because supercars the only ones with all the data um but there's been that no, there are the, the crazy thing is it's been we haven't seen anything from the other side so whether that's happening and they're keeping us out of it or they're just not doing anything and we're leading the charge on what looks to be a problem for the other side it's uh, it's very very strange but we, we 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 as we always have we hold our head up high we we look we of course try to make our team as best as possibly can but we've got a big commitment to the sport as well and we can see the sport hurting with with this parody debate and we coming to the party and doing everything we can to um to to help the situation and it, it, the crazy thing is, as I've, as I've said a couple of times, it seems like it seems like we're doing more work than anybody else, which it should be the
3: opposite. Okay, let's move on. Brock Feeney, your replacement as a driver, he's certainly hitting hitting his straps since the end of last year. Obviously, you yeah you guys backed him, but is he something of a revelation?
0: I think he's doing a fantastic job, but uh, at the same time, it's my job, as his older team owner, to uh, to make sure he doesn't read too much of his own press and, and get too far ahead of himself because he's only 20 years old. So internally, we're um, we're saying well done, you're you're on track, but the winner race is one thing, to win a championship's another. So you have to you got to keep on this trajectory and keep your head down and keep focused on um, on on the prize. Uh, but he's he's been fantastic for the sport. We need youth coming through. Um, I knew that. The team knew that. We gave a young kid an opportunity. And it's great to see him so far making the most of it. That's all we could have asked. And uh, no doubt other teams will, will follow suit.
3: He's on the right trajectory, though, isn't he? Following in your footsteps. You know, hitting his strap second year. Next year will be a title contender.
0: Uh, 100% percent Yeah, I, uh, I I ran 10th in my first year. I think Brock ran 6th. Uh, mm. And I almost, yeah. I, first, eight, yeah. I almost won my second year at Triple Eight. I shouldn't say my This is at Triple Eight, of course. I almost won my second year. I got beaten by a couple of points by Garth Pander. Um So, no, Brock's, Brock's got a chance this year. 100%. He's um, he's presented himself. And he's, he's uh, not far off the lead and right there in third position. So... Um, if he does a good job, then I'm sure um, I'm sure he can be a contender come the end of the year.
3: And what's going on with Shane van Gisbergen? He seems unsettled.
0: Uh, he's um, he's obviously driving extremely well. You know, he's there's not many drivers that have won a race this year, and Shane's won multiple. So he's um, let's not let's let's not blow it out of proportion. He's doing a doing a very very good job and. Um, he he's he's hurt as as much as Brock is with um the what happened at, in the, in the first round with uh, with both cars losing all their points. But um, no 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 he's he's doing what what the what the champion does and um you know, he feels he's got a responsibility to the to the sport to um to, to try to improve it and make it better so. Um, he's, he's doing a good job. He, I think he's, he's somewhat running the drivers' committee and, mm. um, and doing what he can to try to improve the cars and being vocal about it. And he's he's most in the spotlight, being um, being last year's champion. So no, no, he's um, he and and of, and of course he's he's you know grabbing new opportunities like he always has in his whole career. Uh, and he's currently over in the US about to do his first NASCAR race, which um, which we're all excited for him about. So. I, um, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be a hundred
3: percent fine. Don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. He's, um, just recently reiterated that he's committed to you guys next year, come what may. But as we know, he has an out clause for 25. What you got feeling? Do you, do you expect him to stay on in 2025? I'm not 100% sure. I
0: think this, these next couple of weeks will be very telling to if he wants to. I, I think the natural thing to do would be to to go NASCAR, NASCAR racing. Um, so I reckon that's a good... For right now, I'm not sure. Could could go either way. But I think we'll know a lot more of the picture uh, once he returns. Once he returns from the US and it sinks in, uh, we'll... We'll we'll know a bit more if uh, if he'll be racing a supercar in 25 or going uh, going elsewhere for for a new challenge.
3: So when or if it comes to it, how do you replace Shane Van Gisbergen?
0: It's very difficult, isn't it? Very very difficult. He's been a fantastic asset to the team, and we'd we'd like to think that Triple Eight's been a fantastic asset. For him to showcase his uh, his skills at the highest level, so it's a it's a fantastic partnership. Uh, we'd love to see Shane stay on, but um, at the end of the day, no one no one anywhere in no one is uh, is unreplaceable. So if uh, if he does decide to to go on to, to different things, we will. Um, that's my job uh, with with the help of. Uh, Fantastic support crew around me mm-hmm. uh, to find the find the next Shane van Gisbergen, and it'll be out there somewhere. We've got we'll to we'll just have to find it, but we'll um we'll cross that bridge if uh, if it comes. We'll see um we'll see what transpires in the next six months.
3: Well, according to the rumor mill, you're already out there looking.
0: That is the rumor mill. Ooh. That is the rumor mill.
3: Fact or fiction? But,
0: uh, uh, no, that's that's fiction. I'm sure, we're um, no, no, we, we're committed to Shane, and he's uh, he's he'll be here next year if mm-hmm. he uh, if he um, he needs to let us know uh, before March twenty next year mm-hmm. if he's uh, if he's not going to continue twenty twenty five, and that gives us um, some a good amount of time to, to work out who we're going to throw in what's hopefully the best seat in the country uh, for twenty five.
3: Out there in the driver market at the moment, is it a deep well or a, a shallow pool?
0: there's some new talent coming through you look at uh, if you look at that Super two race at Perth mm-hmm. which is the last <coughs> opportunity for those young kids to show their skill there's some, there's some depth there there's, there's some good young kids racing hard that that uh, have got what it takes so no I think um, wouldn't say it's a deep well but there's certainly a uh, there's some good it's certainly not a dried up dam there's some uh there's there's some good good kids around Mm -hmm. for sure if you go in that direction but there's obviously some very very good um drivers halfway through their career in the in the supercar category at the moment which um which could be a very very good option for us as well so
3: why do i suddenly see the name cam waters loom before me i wonder
0: well, he's he's uh what what do you call it? He's he's heavily involved in the silly season right now. Mm. He's uh, but he's he's looking for a seat for twenty four. Well, we don't have a seat for twenty twenty four. We've only got one for or potentially twenty five, yes. okay. potentially twenty six. But um, I don't know. He needs to he needs to work out where he's gonna where he's gonna drive next year.
3: Yeah. Okay, so at the moment you've got SVG off doing NASCAR and of course. He'll drive anything with wheels on it. Brody Kosteki's looking outside the supercar bubble as it Cam Waters. These guys now have got big horizons. You never went the big horizon route. Do you, I don't know, not regret, but do you wish you'd done some overseas racing at, at the peak of your career? Uh, I don't really regret
0: anything. Uh, but as a general rule, generally regret what you did, what you didn't do, rather than what you did do. Um, so it would have been fantastic to to get to have more overseas experience during my driving career. But the opportunity I had in front of me with AAA was very, very good, and so I'm, I'm very grateful of what I've been able to achieve here in this country. So no, 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 I don't, I don't look back. I don't look back. I'm not, I don't sit here going, gee, I should have done something. Um, when we look at Australian drivers going overseas, some of them have ended up better off, not, not necessarily, you know, from an experience point of view, some of them haven't, some of them have ended up worse off, you know, and mm. um, you know, it would have been better to uh, to stay in Australia. So who knows what would have happened if I, if I went overseas or if I got an opportunity to go overseas, who knows, but um, that's not something I that keeps me up of at night. Of, um, i'm more than happy with uh with my full-time supercar racing career
3: do you miss being a race driver a supercars race driver
0: no i don't
3: No, ah. I don't, which is
0: good like i still get that opportunity to drive a supercar at uh, this year's endurance races hmm. right. and and, and I'm, I'm i'm very happy with that very happy with that i don't I, I haven't i don't regret once again i don't regret anything but even if i did regret things. I no, I, I haven't regretted um hanging up the helmet full time. I, I it's been the opportunity I've got being team manager at AAA. it's been fantastic. I've enjoyed it. Um and I've given Brock I've given the young kid the opportunity to um to showcase their skills. So it was absolutely the right call. Right timing. Um so no, I'm i i think uh, no, it's it's been it's been great and um, I'm so grateful that I, I, that I went out of my own terms as well. That's, um, that's a very, very powerful thing. Yeah.
3: Well, you're underplaying yourself a bit. You, you, you're more than team manager, you're, well, at the very least, co-team principal. So, a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. So, and, and speaking of that and juggling everything, how long do you see yourself continuing to be a, an endurance race co-driver?
0: That's a good question. I'll uh, I'll be a co-driver uh, while I'm while I can feel I'm the best option to to co-drive the car. The day I don't feel like I'm the best option for AAA, then I'll I'll happily move over and uh, and get the, and put the best option in. So, well, I still feel like I can do a very very good job um, and race it with any other co-driver out there. Um, that day changes, then um, then I won't I won't put myself ahead of the team, never have, never will. I'll do what's best for the team. That, that one one that's my job, but two, that's my personality as well. So I don't know when that day will be.
3: And what do you reckon, Craig Lowndes? superstar of supercars? Got another couple of years left in, in him as a
2: co-driver?
0: I think so. I think Craig's an exception. I can't see myself driving till I'm 50 years old that's hmm. um but then again I said when I was 32 yeah.
3: that I can't see myself getting to 36 <laughs> I was going to say that, to that. <laughs> yeah I was going to say he didn't see himself going past 35 but yeah yeah he, no, Craig is a phenomenon isn't
0: he he is he is he's a standout for sure he um he, he he lives a somewhat simple life and and you know jumps in a race car and drives it very very well um So, no, I can see him going for another
3: couple of years. I can't see myself going until 50, that's for sure. Jamie Wincup, you've already had a stellar career as a race driver. You're in phase two of what's shaping up as another big year in your career and and in supercars. It's taken a while to organise this extended chat, but thanks for your time and... uh, well, we'll look forward to seeing you at the Townsville 500.
0: Thank you, Mark. Hopefully there's plenty more water to run under the bridge between now and the end of my motorsport career. So um, great chatting. Let's do it again sometime soon.
2: A
3: lot to unpack from all of that. But once you pin him down, Cup defies the view of so many fans that he's either arrogant or boring or both. He's not. He actually has a lot to say that's worth listening to. Back after this short break. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast It's all in the name. It's all motorsport, focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we
0: love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend, there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots
2: Racing Podcast every fortnight. You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty.
3: It was another big weekend in racing around the world, highlighted by Shane Van Gisbergen's NASCAR win in Chicago. But there was also Aussie success in the classic Spa 24 Hours GT race, as well as chaotic Formula One action in Austria and IndyCar racing at Mid-Ohio. And here with his roundup of all that is Grant Rowley. Thanks to our partner, Bob Jane Teemo.
1: Shane Van Gisbergen is now one of seven drivers to win on NASCAR Cup debut after taking victory on the streets of Chicago. The Kiwi Star dropped back as low as 18th before coming through the field to lead as the race went into overtime. The reigning Repco Supercars champion defeated Justin Haley and Chase Elliott. In the Austrian Grand Prix, there was controversy, although it didn't affect Red Bull's Max Verstappen as he took his seventh victory for the season. Charles Leclerc for Ferrari and Sergio Perez rounded out the podium. Exceeding track limits became a point of contention as many drivers lost position. But due to this, it aided Australian Oscar Piastri, moving him up from right at the very tail of the field to ultimately finish 16th, having had contact early in the race. Formula 2 supported the top tier in Austria, as American Jack Crawford and Dutchman Richard Beshaw took the wins, while Jack Dewan finished 7th and 4th to bolster his points. Paul Aaron and Zach O'Sullivan led the way in Formula 3 as Australians Christian Mansell and Hugh Barter scored points in the feature race. In IndyCar, Alex Palau greeted the chequered flag first at mid-Ohio, holding off the Australasian duo of Scott Dixon and Will Power. The other Kiwi, Scott McLaughlin, was fifth, ahead of fellow countryman Marcus Armstrong in ninth. The legendary 24-hour spa was again won by BMW as the Rover racing squad of Marco Wittmann, Nick Yellily, and Philip Eng took the win. Repco Supercars racer Chaz Mostert won the Pro-Am class in a last-to-first performance alongside Martin Conrad, Nicky Katzberg, and Adam Ossieker, who subbed for Kenny Habool after he crashed in qualifying, necessitating a new chassis be purchased. This week, Townsville beckons for the Repco Supercars Championship, where the Dunlop Series, Porsche Carrera Cup, Battery World Aussie Racing Cars and the Toyota Gazoo Racing Australia 86 Series will take centre stage. Formula One races at Silverstone for the British Grand Prix. NASCAR heads to Atlanta. The Italian Temple of Speed Monza hosts the World Endurance Championship and IMSA's latest round is at Canada's Mossport Circuit. That's the racing news from home and abroad. My name is Grant Rowley, reporting for Parked Up Plus. With thanks, of course, to Bob Jane Team.
3: Thanks, Grant. And before we go in supercars, there's still the dreaded P word, parity. Following the Camaro route in Darwin, supercars finally admitted the need for a parity review had been triggered. Dickford Racing and DJR conducted error calculations at recent tests at Winton and Queensland Raceway, respectively, searching for a quick fix to the Mustang's rear downforce deficiency. Of course, no word on any Ford aero tweak for Townsville, but we gather something is in the works. But as you heard from Jamie Winkup earlier, a lot more work still needs to be done to determine if the performance imbalance is technical or sporting. Undoubtedly, more arguments will follow from Townsville. That's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday for a stimulating discussion about the wide world of motor racing and don't forget network r's other must listen podcasts girls on the grid every monday and every second friday the Napa auto parts grassroots racing show this has been parked up plus where you hear the big news from the big names every week i'm mark fogarty thanks for listening
1: you've just listened to another network
3: r production